Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I have another fantastic interview for you today. Bart Rupert is, he has a very, very strong um, background in mergers and acquisitions, and I'm talking across Fortune 500s and startups within industries such as technology, software, energy, which of course, you know, oil, gas, solar, etc., healthcare, real estate, manage services and construction. So I know there's going to be something for everybody on this interview. He founded nearly 30 companies. My gosh, I, I, I met him on camera here a few minutes ago. He looks to be about 30. So I got to figure out about that. But it says here he founded 30 companies, negotiated over 500 million in contracts and business deals. He grew a uh, corporate startup from inception to $10 million, grew a healthcare company from 8 million to 75 million, and grew an energy company from 22 million to 115 million. It's got a long intro here. I'm going to stop because I want to talk to him. I'm so excited. Bart, how are you doing today? Jim, it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, and yeah, those Zoom filters are fantastic because you can actually superimpose a guy that looks 30. <laughs> well, until I grew my beard last winter, I mean, I, I look about, you know, well, maybe not anymore, but I, I'm very young looking. I'm 62 and my wife's even younger looking, but well, how old are you if you don't mind my asking? <laughs> I'm uh, nearly 50. Get out, man. Clean living. <laughs> Seriously. Either that uh, or I've got just like the most magical camera ever. So I'm going to keep whatever I got. Yeah, maybe that's it. Okay. In the meantime, anyway, thank you. I don't. I don't often get that type of response, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so first of all, how did you get into mergers and acquisitions? I mean, is that recent? After all the different things you've done, or I mean, was that? I'm curious about that. Yeah, it's a good question. So I'll, I'll give you the, the short version of it. Uh, back at when it wasn't just like a couple of years ago, because I'm I'm older than thirty. Uh, but back in the 90s, I actually thought the path to success was to be very entrepreneurial to where I was either going to go down the path of becoming an executive at a Fortune 500 company and really go make a lot of money on that or start my own companies. So I actually was working with an organization under a K-1 as a consultant, doing really well on that, but also had two companies that I'd founded that I was working uh, in parallel. And I was working within this organization under this K-1 to where I took over this project. It was a government project. And it ended up being later on sold for like $1.2 billion, just the part that me and my team had built. But I was working with this company that had like 400 employees. And the CEO was just the capture of everything you'd see of success. He was this guy, pinstripe suit, larger than life, really big like booming voice as he came down the hallway just exuded all the success and ultimately i was like man that's the guy you know he started his own company he was super successful and he made it and i got sucked in because into the merger and acquisition he was going through which was confidential of the company because of the importance of the project and i didn't know why so i fell backwards into this i basically got this phone call from the home office saying look we need you to go and speak to all these different people about your project. And I'm like, well, why? What are we doing? I had some questions. And I, I gathered that they were investors. And I was like, well, wait a minute here. We, need, we don't need investment dollars. We're doing fine. We've got all this profit. And it ended up, they said, all right, look, you got to keep it secret, but we're looking to sell the company. I was like, oh, all right. Well, how do you do that? What's that about? And they're like, you just need to represent these things because they're doing their due diligence. So I went through and just did my thing and talked about it. And I got pulled into that. And really, Jim, got addicted to it. I loved it. It was yeah. amazing. The it's kind of high stakes, there. right? 
Yeah, I mean, the intensity, the way they came after us, the number crunching, I mean, all the different elements that fit together was just perfect for me. I loved it as an entrepreneur. And then what happened was we sold that company. Everybody made a ton of money. And this guy, Ken was his name. Ken was the CEO. He made like $20 million. Wow. And it changed my whole paradigm because I was like, we're in a situation where, okay, I thought he was the biggest, most successful guru out there because he paid himself $365,000 a year. And this was back in like the mid nineties. The reason he did that, by the way, was because he wanted to tell everybody he made a thousand dollars a day. And I was there like, you go. okay, you're, you're doing pretty well until he knocked down $20 million in one day. And I was like, wow, that has completely changed my paradigm. But we went into the new company and immediately another company came in wanting to buy that company. So I went and did the whole thing over again and uh, effectively just decided that's the way to make money. That was the epiphany I had is that if you're selling companies, that's the way to make it all work. And I've made a lot of money, you know, as an executive or doing different things as an entrepreneur, but essentially, and you look at Morgan Stanley, their quote is 88% of all new wealth comes from the sale of a small business or real estate or both. And that's very true. If you think about it, no matter how much income we make as a job, as an entrepreneur, et cetera, if you're just talking like a couple hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever, you're never going to achieve true financial freedom that way because your lifestyle almost always tends to outpace or keep up with your income. So the only real way for me to achieve financial success was to get these large windfall payouts that you, you pretty much just had hit the bank account and you, the biggest concern you had is how do I, how do I maximize my tax efficiency? Uh, and and selling companies is the best way I found to do that. Well, talking about merger. Well, first of all, before I go down that road, I I read in the introduction you founded thirty companies. How did is is that? I mean, really, you founded thirty companies? Yeah, a lot of those were very early on, um, and and some of them were just ridiculous, you know, ideas that. Um, I, I was just really working with people taking chances and some of them involve real estate. Most of them involve technology. Um, some were even in like the food industry. We had one that was, uh, this was, I think the early two thousands, uh, we found on a company that was uh, fortunecookiemonster.com was the URL. Uh, I haven't had, I don't know what's going on with it. I just a random one. And we sold all these, uh, all these really hilarious fortune cookies to people. It was just a really bad idea. <laughs> but you know, that, that's the thing is that when you're, when you're looking at how do I get out there and, and test out different ideas or different strategies, I can tell you, Jim, I learned more from the failures I had starting companies than I did with the successes. And you know what's interesting? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but an hour ago, as you and I are doing this, I was on the other side of the microphone, so to speak. They were interviewing me and they asked me about, you know, why do people play small ball or, you know, how come people don't take bigger chances? And clearly what I'm hearing from you, and I can, I can just tell I've been doing this a long time, Bart, but you, you do not lack confidence. If you think there's an idea, you're going to try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, I'll move on. Where I think a lot of people get hung up and, well, if it doesn't work, then I'm down the drain, right? It's, it's, do you think that's true? Well, the, the secret to that is fail fast. So right. there's, this, uh, there's this course I used to teach to folks uh, a number of years ago around starting your own company and growing it and selling it very quickly and just turning 
from zero to a multi-million dollar success very fast. And uh, we pioneered this concept called the speed run. And it was inspired by, you know, there were these different gamers that had taken like Mario Brothers, the original version, they can finish it in like eight minutes or something. And yeah. I was like, well, wow, what if you could do that in business? And pretty much that's what I did is like, you get to a point where you move the business through the paces, the processes and the systems, which is all it takes when you're getting a su successful company, no matter what industry it is. And you get it to a stage where you can either see it fail fast or sell it or create it, it turn it into a recurring ATM machine. Because we got several of the companies that, I've, that I founded, they're basically ATM machines for me today. That's all I look at them as. Somebody else is running them. They spit out cash. It comes regularly every month, every quarter. And that's great. I have a wonderful lifestyle off that. But you've got to get every business idea you've got to a point where you can either see it fail fast or see it successful quickly. And in either way is good. Uh, because with the failure, you, you learn a lot. In fact, I would say most of the businesses that, and it wasn't the majority, but most of the businesses that did fail that I worked on, uh, they ended up being leveraged into strategies that I use to this day from an M&A perspective, particularly around like sales or marketing or outreach to folks or strategies to be able to get in front of people. All that is really critical and important. And until you see what works and more importantly, what doesn't work, you really can't calibrate the best way to approach the system or the process. Wow. How do you, do you work with a lot of people who want to buy and invest in businesses or, you know, through M&A with no money? Is that still possible? Or, or do you, you know, you remember the old real estate, no money down, or, you know, it's always that. Is that, is that still possible with, in today's market? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, what, what I do, I mean, I've, I've got today, I run an M&A firm. We were on the buy and sell side of transactions. That's really great. But um, what I found is that if you're just doing the M&A work, you're limited by the number of folks that are on your team. So what I started doing more recently in the past two years is actually working directly with entrepreneurs and training them on what I know and taking them under their, my wing and, and really working to negotiate and complete their transactions for them. And most of the transactions we do today, and I, I leave it up to the person that's, that's out there. I, mean, I, I have like 20 different modules to say, here's how we go through and, and buy and sell companies for a living. But if somebody wants to do a deal with money, that's great. If you want to do the deal without money, that's great too. And we've got techniques for how to do that. In fact, 75 plus percent of the transactions we're doing right now, there's no money required from, from the individual. And wow. proprietary ways that we do that through the negotiation process. Um, and I'll give you a little insight into it. It's, it's mostly about not using a traditional sales technique. What most folks are going to do is actually get in front of a business owner uh, that say wants to sell their business. And they're going to go through this traditional spewing of information where they just vomit all this data about themselves in front of them and try to be like a traditional salesperson. Well, I can tell you that doesn't work. What you've really got to do to be successful in this business and cut the time down to do a transaction, you've got to figure out what their pain is. And I know that that sounds pretty trite because we've all heard over the course of entrepreneurial relationships like, hey, it's about, you know, what, what are they wanting to do? What's their pain that they're running from? How do you leverage that? But really, at the end of the day, we as human beings tend to run away from pain more than we do towards the things we want. So if I go and show you like, hey, I got a path to get you $5 million within the next two years. 
there's, that's going to motivate a lot of people. But if I go and say, you're going to lose $200,000 next year if you don't do this, believe it or not, people are going to move more, more uh, aggressively away from the $200,000 loss than they will the $5 million victory. It's just, it's proven. You can see it time and time again. And we've got data that backs this up. And so what you want to do with this business owner is find out what is it that's causing you to suffer? What is it that's keeping you awake at night? At 3 a.m. when you're sweating through the bed sheets and lying awake looking at the ceiling, what are you worried about? And how do I fix that? And typically there's a way that by leveraging that ideology, you can do a combination of different things to be able to take down businesses with no money. And in some cases, that can leverage uh, other people's money. Like I, I love using other people's money. We've got within our M&A firm right now, uh, around $100 million we're looking to place in businesses. And we're doing that through the participants and the entrepreneurs we're working with who want to do this themselves. But um, you don't have to. There's a bunch of different ways to solve that equation. As long as you're engaging somebody to be able to address the pain they're feeling and the things that are really keeping them up at night, and you're doing that effectively, then not only can you take down these transactions with no money, but you can shorten the amount of time it takes to get a typical deal done. And just by way of comparison, I think that's the best way to go about it. I mean, because if it's between go run your own company and make like a quarter million or half million a year versus go buy another company that's already established and do it without using your own cash and then try and flip it the next year for like two million bucks, I can tell you far and away which one is the best opportunity. Yeah. Which one gives you a lot more cash with a lot less work. You know, Bart, in the um, boating world, they say the two best days are the day you buy your boat and the day you sell your boat. In the, as a business owner, once you decide to sell, is it kind of like the same thing? You're, if you're, you're a motivated seller or do people put a business on the market and just to see what happens and, you know, put, put it up there for a high price tag? <laughs> well, it, it, it's, uh, I think it's actually very nerve wracking, particularly the first couple of times you do it. It's, it's very, very stressful. But uh, I remember like the first couple of businesses that uh, I sold, you're just you're, like, if you have online banking or whatever, um, you're just sitting there like clicking the refresh button on your browser. And today you'd be cl like tapping the screen on your phone, like refresh, 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 going, is the money going to hit? Is the money going to hit? Is the money going to hit? <laughs> like, like, you know, in one second, you're like, oh my God, I, I don't have any money in my name. And like the next moment you're this, you know, you're, you're worth a lot of money. And so you, you go through this whole psychological turn of events to where your whole world changes. And the first time, the first couple of times you do it, it's, it's completely nerve wracking actually, because you're constantly thinking, is something going to go wrong? What did I miss? But the reality is that once you get into it and you do this a while, and this is what I do for a living now, right? This is kind of like my job. So I'm a bit right. used to it today than I was, you know, like 20 years ago. But um, if you look at it, the, the reality is that we all know this as entrepreneurs, right? I mean, the, the folks uh, that listen to your podcast know that one out of 10 businesses that you tend to start succeed. And that's a staggeringly low statistic, right? That's why the idea of the speed run that I used to teach is so important because you want to be able to fail a business fast to find out, is it one of the nine out of 10 that are going to go under or is it one of the 10 that are going to succeed and, and how do I know? And it's not always your idea, how hard you work, et cetera. It's sometimes it's blind luck. Sometimes it's industry conditions. Um, there's plenty of people who started a business in February of 2020 
And then COVID came along and it was the most brilliant idea on earth. It's still going to tank because there just wasn't a market that could support that. It's just bad luck. But we also know now that out of the listed businesses, let's talk about businesses that people try to list for sale, only eight to 12% of them actually sell. Why? And not many people know that. So if you go to say, yeah, I'm going to put my business on biz by sell or deal stream or something like that. Everybody more or less assumes because I've got this good business, I'm going to sell it on millions of dollars. That's not the case. Uh, Morgan Stanley and um, others actually brag about numbers in the 12% range because they're overperforming by 10, 10 to 20%. Uh, so it's staggeringly and horrifically low, the number of businesses that you actually list for sale. Now, as a buyer, and this is why you could look at it as like an entrepreneur turned into a buyer of businesses and a flipper of businesses for a living, that creates opportunity. Because if I know that 90% plus of the businesses that are listed are not gonna go ahead, then as an entrepreneur, looking at businesses that I could purchase as my vehicle to make money, that creates opportunity to me, that's a market. And then it's just a matter of how do I actually tap into that market? And I got about, um, Bart, sorry Bart, I got about five minutes left. I wanna get, get another, yeah, yeah. I, forget, I either saw on your website or I was doing a little bit of research before the interview and you have something called the boost technique. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so, um, We've, we've created in the sale of a business something called the boost technique, which adds 20 to 40% more value to a business upon the sale of it. And it's a series of about 20 different assessments that we run through. Uh, we use software to help us with this too, to identify where the business could achieve more value compared to every other company that's listed for sale out in the market. And it's actually not that hard, Jim, because most companies that are listed for sale, particularly if you use a broker, it's done very poorly. The representation of the business is weak. There's not really good ways to, to pull out the truth of what makes that thing valuable or differentiated, et cetera. So we run through this whole gambit. It's a system, uh, a gambit of processes to say, okay, let's go ahead and pull that out. And that helps get the business between, you know, call it like six to 10% higher in terms of the valuation compared to other comparable businesses. But we also bring to bear negotiation techniques that, that we teach as part of our program. Uh, and that's referred to as a two different things. What, number one, disruptive deal structure. Because if you structure your deal differently from everybody else and do it the right way, you can achieve you know, maybe 20, 40, 50, 100% more value out of it just by structuring it in a way that's a bit disruptive. Uh, and then the second of which is we bring to bear what we call asymmetric negotiation. It's a very different style of negotiation that's specifically suited to the sale or purchase of a business that allows us to negotiate the sale of a business for far more value, value than you typically see other businesses sell for. And on the purchase side, allow us to negotiate that to where everybody wins in the transaction, but we can do that without using our own cash. That's pretty crazy. And you, you get like 20 to 40% more using that uh, boost technique. Yeah, on average. In fact, I'll, I'll give you a real one. Um, this is just from yesterday. In fact, last night, um, you know, so today's the, the 13th of May. Just yesterday on the 12th, we were negotiating with the buyer and the seller of a company that we're representing. It's a very small company on the M&A side. Uh, but that company is only worth around um, $800,000. And if you look at comparable companies that are out there, it's worth $800,000. 
But we got a verbal last night from somebody who said, I'm going to submit the LOI and get that going next week and get funding underway for a $2 million purchase. So we were able to get a business that if you look at any other business in the market would only sell for 800 grand. And that's if it's one in the one out of 10 that sell. And we're now going to get that sold for 2 million bucks. If wow. the LOI sticks to it. Now he might discount it a little bit. So if we wind up at like 1.8, 1.9, I'd, I'd be happy with that. I mean, that's still over twice what the business is worth. That's amazing. Hey, let me squeeze in one more if I can. Um, and this may be too, uh, too general or broad for a quick answer, but just given what's going on with, you know, with the pandemic and a lot of businesses are either closed, not opening, operating from home, things like that. How has that affected, you know, the MAs? Is that, are people taking a step back? Are they looking for great deals or bargains or how's that affecting your business, Bart? Yeah, it's a great question. So for the first six to eight weeks of the COVID pandemic, everything shut down, everything. And as of right now, we are seeing such a resurgence in buyers. It is unprecedented. It's unbelievable. And anybody that's looking to get into this or curious about it, I mean, you can, you can hit us up at our contact information later, but I'll give you a quick and traditional way to do it that's it's also unprecedented. Look up the SBA loan program for acquisitions of businesses right now. And specifically, look at program 7A, because if you actually purchase a business between now and September 27th of 2020, then you can get access to uh, basically government program that allows them to pay the principal and interest on the loan that you take out for the first six months. So imagine being in a situation where you can buy a business, you receive all the benefits, all the revenue, all the profit, it all goes in your pocket, but you don't pay anything for it for literally half a year. And then you can turn around and flip it and make like twice as much off of it. It's, it, it's like one of the more unbelievable programs that we've ever seen in the US. So if, you've, if you're interested in this type of thing, I'd highly encourage you to check that out. It's a very traditional, easy way to go about this or dip your toe into it. Uh, and then you can find other uh, less traditional techniques like the boost technique we were talking about to get far more value out of it when you sell. Well, what a pleasure having you on. You clearly know what you're doing. I'm, I'm really appreciative of your time today, Bart. How can people connect with you and, and uh, learn more from you and possibly work with you? Yeah, so you can check out our website at www.spartansalliance.com. That's plural, so spartansalliance.com. And you can also email us. Uh, one, one of the guys that actually speaks to folks about the program, uh, his name's Austin. You can hit him up at austin at spartansalliance.com. That's awesome. Bart, thank you so much. I had a great, great time with, with uh, the interview today. Thank you so much for being my guest. You got it, Jim. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Next time, bring a little more enthusiasm and energy to the call. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. Well, you know how it is being like uh, the old guy that I am looking young. I got to keep up appearances. <laughs> uh, that's great. No, thanks again, Bart. Really appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, Jim. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special and energetic interview with Bart Rupert. Guy really knows what he's talking about. I'm going to have to go check out that website a little bit more myself. You can connect with Bart, as he said, at Spartans Alliance. That's Spartans with an S, SpartansAlliance.com. You connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. Or if you're interested in my mastermind, that's DreamBizCoaching, DreamBizCoaching.com. But that is it for this week. Until next time, until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer. You take good care.